Can you explain me, please, about this click, click, clap? Mm. Actually, this is called click, click. Yeah, you got yeah? it. Yeah, you're good. But, <laughs> I mean, but but how you call in English when you do this with your fingers? Um, some people call it clicking your fingers or some people call it snapping. A snapping or yeah, clicking your fingers? click or a snap, yeah, yeah. Because I don't remember, I mean, in Spanish, I will say something like... Cracking, cracking is like when you crack your yeah, fingers. Yeah, the knuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know even how to. I mean, I, ha I will have to ask someone. I wish I could have just call a friend right now. Yeah, but I don't have. But <laughs> how I'm, this I'm sure started? Have, I'm sure you have friends that you can call, <laughs> Sophia. But, but not right now. Um, but where this coming from? How you got it? Is it, it, something that you plan? It, it just came just from nothing. How is it started? Yeah, so it definitely didn't. I didn't plan it. Like. It became this thing, it became a hook to my videos, but it wasn't planned at all. So the clicking my fingers, it used to be like the palm and the fist, uh -huh. like this, and I used to alternate hands like this, and that would be like um, almost like a stimulant when I'm like trying to think, trying to get through my thoughts. Okay, what do I need to do? What's first? What's I kind of have to that? remember something? Yeah, it's like um, it's like, ter like therapeutic, um, just to kind of think. And then the clap was, like we are now recording, is to spike the audio. Because I don't record on a phone, it's on a camera okay. and a mic. So the clap was to spike the audio. So when I'm editing it, I can line up the the two clips to make sure the audio is in sync. And I was doing the clicks and the claps all the way at the very beginning. I was just editing them out because they weren't part of the videos. And then one video by mistake, I left it in. And then all the comments were about the click, click, clap. Nobody cared about the clothes. It was all about the click, click, clap. So then I just left it in and it just became a thing. And now people do the clicks to me. They send me videos of them doing the videos on my style and they try to do the clicks. So yeah, now I'm... Are you walking on the street and then there's people like maybe stopping you on the street with just like a... Yeah, yeah. I was yeah? like, I was in um, a bar and somebody just walked up and, and then just kept walking. Didn't even say hello. I just clicked and clapped and just kept going. So <laughs> I'm not sure is um, during this podcast we're going to click, click, clap a lot. Yeah, but... <laughs> we'll, we'll try not. I'm sure the people <laughs> listening don't want don't want to hear that too, too much. Uh, I wish, I wish, and I'm expecting a lot of click, click, clap mm. during this episode. Yes. <laughs> Hola, yo soy Sofía, and I have an accent. Yeah, I do. For so long, I was always sorry for it, until now that I decided to embrace it. This is my podcast, and I will be talking with local scene personalities in Spanglish, so wish me luck. He's one of Ireland's top and biggest influencers right now, best known for his click, click, clap, get ready with me videos, and of course, for his incredible style. But Damien Broderick, the Irish fashion men's style content creator, didn't reach the top in a click, click, clap. On this episode, we talk about his rise in social media, how he went viral, facing online hate and negativity, what inspired him every day, his tattoos that, to be honest, are quite a lot. And of course, que elegancia la de Francia, how he looks so classy 24-7. Get dressed mm, or not, and I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did, so listen up. Hola! Ciao. No. <laughs> well, ciao will be fine because it's in Italian. Do you speak some Italian anyway? Um, I'm learning because I'm just back from Italy and I may be planning on moving there. Wow. So I'm working on my Italian. Well, with me today, Damien Broderick. I'll speak uh, English. <laughs> speaking English yes. because I'm not, I'm not sure if he is still or he's so, so good in Italian just yet. But I, I, I believe that you will get it. Italian is, is, <laughs> Italian is easy, actually. It's a grade A language. So it's um, when they grade the, the languages in which is most difficult to, to learn for an English speaker, Italian is grade A. So it's for an English speaker, it's technically easy but but for a Spanish speaker Italian is is, is very easy I mean the way you, the to speak the phonetics are probably similar super similar because both languages come from the Latin yeah and then they're a, a pretty similar when you speak but the grammatic is another topic mm. that we don't gonna discuss in this episode <laughs> because this is not about languages actually but you know I love Italian mm. I feel like a, for me it's like a, such a beautiful language the only thing is like Italian, you just speak in Italy. 
Mm. Like you know, it is not so useful when it comes to when global. it comes exactly yeah. global. Because when you sing in French, well, you have you know a lot of islands on the Caribbean, Africa, you know, France or many yeah. other countries, Canada they speak French. When when it comes to Italian, it's just like a well, mamma mia, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you will have to move to Italy yeah. to Italy if you want it. So anyway, Damien Broderick is here with me. He's is he, you are from Dublin, right? Yeah. Irish, Irish. Your family, everybody's Irish. Yeah. No any side of another part of the world in your family? No, my dad grew up in England, but he's Irish. And my grandparents now live in Greece, but they're also Irish. So we can say that then your accent coming just from just Dublin. from Dublin. Pure Dublin. But which part? Because, you know, I have been, um, I have half in the podcast, another guest, and then, you know, mostly like a South Dublin. Mm. I thought I didn't have anyone from the North side just yet. But you know that, oh my God, yeah? yeah Are you from the North I'm side? originally from the North side, yeah. And then, what, what, do you feel a, a strong difference between um, Dublin North accent and, or South accent? Um, it depends what part of the North or the South you're from. So if you're from, say, Malahide, which is technically the North side. Well, you immediately change your accent when you say Malahide. Malahide. If you're from yeah. Malahide. If you're from Malahide. <laughs> if you're from Malahide. Um, which is on the north side and if you're from say Ballymun which is also on the north side them two accents are very different Yeah, and the same as if you're from Tala or from Black Rock exactly. they're both on the south side but the accents are very different so say Tala and Ballymun both north and south would be more similar while Malahoyed and Black Rock would be north and south you can, you can maybe the accents of the north and the south be influenced by status yeah, and the and the demographic and where they're demographic. they're from, like the the social demographic, like the the areas in which they're from. Like mm-hmm. so, I think the accent is more prevalent to the postcode rather than being like Dublin or North or South. It's the area within North or South they're where they're from. So. But why are, we are talking so serious here? No, no, no. Mm. Okay, I mean, this it should be another <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> no, but I mean, for people that know you, there is a lot of people because now you. Seems like you have a lot of a massive follower, mm. followers or a massive following in social media that we're going to talk about this during this episode. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to go to the back to start when, when everything started because I know you since maybe five, six, seven years ago, yeah, maybe 2015, mm. when actually I believe the word influencer, it wasn't just jets out mm. put it in the market so we were just like a people and i don't know that have fun with using instagram creating content and if it, if it, there is something that i have to say about you it's like i'm very impressed that you never during the during all this time change your style mm. i mean you started with your idea and you kept going Mm. until you made it lexated right because mm. if in social media we talk about numbers so now you we can say well now you reach a status that it fair play to you because mm-hmm. you deserve it so much because yeah. your content is so much, so much quality on your on your photos on your videos you put a lot of effort just there but how is it started where this idea came from are you dressed up like that so well 24 7 oh my god i have so many questions <laughs> Um, so we'll start with where it, where, it, where it all kind of started. So like, if you go back to Instagram, when you couldn't upload to the app, you had to use the in-app camera. And um, you had to use those really terrible filters that Instagram provided for you. So this is way before Facebook bought Instagram. Way, way back when everybody's Instagram page was just coffee and dogs and food. And, and foods. And f- food. And um, I was, I think I was working in a Tesco supermarket at the time. And I was just like posting like a mirror selfie on the app. It was like basically just like an outfit of the day, which was pretty basic because I worked in a supermarket. So there's not so much I can do. And then it started to kind of grow a little bit. And then I think Debnums gave me a free outfit. And then I think Pennies were the first people to like pay me to do anything. And then I was just like, okay, this is like a, th- a thing. And then I started to go to different events and then started to meet lots of people and then I started to grow and grow and grow. And then I had more reasons to wear the outfits that I wanted to wear, more reasons to post those outfits. So then I started to grow. And yeah, I've been doing that pretty consistently for almost nine years. Yeah, and imp- impressively pretty consistent because how, I mean, I I have seen people that started with an idea and then they just give up mm. and kind of smash it or, or convert it into what it is there. So mm. in trends. Do you follow trends? No. No, because 
I, I, I ask myself when I see your account, I say, I can't believe that Damien hasn't fallen into brands kind of like a boohoo man or this mm. kind of fast fashion. So you keep a, a trust to your, to your style. Yeah, because like the idea behind the content was never to, like growing an audience is great. It's amazing. The opportunities that come with that is amazing. But I never started with the intention of growing an audience or earning lots of money or working with brand X, Y, Z. I started to do it because it's what I was interested in. It's what I was passionate about. I was, it was, I was always dressing this way. I just started to document it. And then as it progressed and then me being the type of person that I am, I wanted it to be really high quality. And then obviously when you start working with brands, then you get the influencer tag and everything else that comes with that, with the following. But... Yeah, I think the reason why it's been easy to stay super consistent to my style, my aesthetic, was because even if I stopped doing it tomorrow, I would still be dressing the, exa the exact same. Because it's you. Because, yeah, it's actually who I am. Like the, All the content is literally a direct documentation of what I'm wearing that day. And that's exactly how it started almost nine years ago, and it's exactly what it is now today. So if you tomorrow have to like, okay, if, if let's say Instagram disappear or TikTok disappear, so people will see you walking on the street dressing the same because it's everything that you have in your closets. Yeah, literally. And and how you been like, why not maybe make some collaborations with fast fashion? Do you find anything in fast fashion that you can say, well, this can adjust to my closets? Te technically, yeah, you can. Like with certain brands, like Zara would be technically fast fashion. And there's lots of pieces pieces within Zara that I could easily style on my. Estate. We can say Zara have some pieces timeless. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Massimo Duty are owned by Zara. Uh, there's a big price point difference. Um, yeah. I think the quality is also different. I think most of a lot of the Massimo stuff is made in Portugal, so it's less fast fashion, but they're still owned by a huge fast fashion brand. So there's there's all that political stuff. And do you also have been collaborating with Pennies, that is Primark. Um, so I haven't done a direct collaboration with Primark or Pennies in years. Like they invite me to all the events. They invite me to like they brought me to London last year for a chem thing. Um, I have a really good relationship with the PRs, but we don't do any paid collaborations. And do you think there is still like some pieces that you may find in in in, in stores or 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 in, in big huge, you know, uh, brands like Primark? Like you can still include them in your closet, yeah. And you can say yes. You just need to know what to buy. Yeah, absolutely. It's like. With me, the benefit of my style being so consistent for almost a decade now is that it's very easy. My eye has been trained so well to know, okay, this five euro piece from Pennies, although it's fast fashion and it's not great quality, but I can get a lot of wear out of it. I can style it with most of my things. It's fairly timeless in its design. There's no big logos. It's like... More like a basics. Yeah, more like basics. Like basic t-shirts, basic polos, basic knitwear... Um, generally I won't get like suits or even just like trousers um, because they'll be cut in a more trendy way so they'll be more like slim they'll be more like low rise the lapels will be really skinny little things like that which don't really suit my aesthetic or my build so even denim I'll go to the uh, pennies women's section I'm going to the pennies men's section all so the time the I get section. the jumpers yeah. I love it Yeah. so lots of women go to the men's section for like the oversized hoodies and the jumpers and things like that and I'll go to the women's section for the denim because it's much more um, classic timeless there's no well you can obviously get all the rip stuff but the most important thing is there'll be high rise and the way my body shape is and the proportions that I try get with my style I need high rise and for whatever reason it's very difficult to get high rise men's jeans so I just go to the women's section people listen up uh, will maybe be asking themselves why she's asking all these questions and why <laughs> they're talking so much about this style but yes because these questions bring me to the to the question that, that I wanted to put out there it's like do you believe um, that you someone born with a style or you can build your style through the years i mean through how we change through the years you know um, because sometimes people say like oh, no i don't have a style for it so you can make your style or it's something like you know i, I see some some people that i know they just whatever they are wearing they look oh my god you look so amazing and you know i say like if i wear that i will be looking like a completely mess mm. but do you think like a, a style is something that you build through the years or is it something you born with 
I think it's both. I think some people are born with it and that's where you're saying you look at someone and they're wearing things and you're like, oh my God, you look so stylish, I could never wear that. But that's like their style is their confidence. Their confidence to wear that and how they carry that clothing is what makes the clothing look good. Like half of the time I look like I'm like on my way to play a role in a period drama on stage that's like, I don't know, like a 1920s like stage show or something. But nobody questions it because of how I carry it and I carry myself like I feel good in that so therefore I carry it well um, but I do think people can find their style um, some people are born with it naturally they know how to match colours really well they know how to work their proportions really well they haven't had to read into it they haven't had to like educate themselves but I do think if people are brave enough to experiment with their fashion and keep pushing the boundaries find what fits their body shape find what looks well in their body shape, and most importantly, find what they feel comfortable and confident in. If they're brave enough to go and explore those things, they'll find their style. Everybody has it. You just need to go find it. And it's difficult. Sometimes you you never find your style. I mean, like, sometimes... Or you waste a lot of money trying to find it. Exactly. I mean, you try so many auctions, colors, forms, and then you follow trends. I, I, I believe, like, you have to be smart when it comes to buy clothes like I mean buying pieces that can be timeless thinking about the way the fashion is always like a, in a buckle mm. you know like it's always coming back all the trends like a cargo pants were like a thin years ago and then they're back again and I'm 100% sure like in some more years it will come back and then this is always happening with every piece do you say like at the best thing to do and the best way when I'm thinking like where I'm going how I'm going to spend my money buying some pieces so it's just to spend the money in really timeless and actually quality because you know sometimes you buy like a leather jacket and then okay this is like a 40 euros but then instead instead to spend like a maybe 200 in something that will be with you like a, for longer yeah like if you spend 40 euro on a leather jacket and 200 euro on a leather jacket and you wore the 40 euro one 40 times and then it ripped or the leather starts to, well leather in quote like unquote, more like plastic plastic <laughs> um starts to deteriorate and starts to fall apart and look really bad after 40 times it's cost you one euro every time you've worn that garment right but the 200 euro one because of the quality and the craftsmanship behind that you can wear that 200 times and it's cost you the same one euro per wear as the 40 euro one but then it goes 201 times and 202 times. And then when it hits 400 times, it's now 50 cent per wear. And then 800 times and it's I'm getting very worried here unless, because unless. I'm wearing, a, I don't know if it let it come back with plastic jacket. It's a Pull&Bear jacket anyway. But I just, <laughs> like, there, there is a balance that people need to find. Like, you need to be able to shop within your budget. You need to be able to spend responsibly. Um, but there are things that are investment pieces so if you see something that you like and it's expensive, by all means, put money aside and save for it and, and get it. But those pieces that you're saving for, those are the ones that need to be timeless. That needs to look good now and it needs to look good in 20 years because exactly. the quality is there for it to be still good in 20 years, but it needs to not look trendy because if it's bright orange or bright green and neon and has graffiti writing on the side because that's super trendy right now, it's not. But if it was, in 20 years' time, that might not be you know and then you've just wasted a lot of money so. Damien um, leaving a bit of the fashion aside because with mm. you we cannot live in the fashion aside <laughs> because you are a fashion person I mean you are you are a walking fashion little thing there you I mean and you always have been but I believe like a uh, let's go to the point where the people wanted to know and wanted to get how to get viral like you know because everybody's in social media thinking mm. like oh look at this but people don't realize first the all the work that is behind people is talking now about you and refers to you like okay you are in this moment let's say one of the leading or inf influencers that are at the very top mm -hmm. just when we talk with numbers mm -hmm. so let's talk a bit about that i mean um I love so much when people always talk about numbers and they don't realize how long you spend editing a video because the quality of your content is a sin. I mean, I mean, of course you deserve because you are giving to the people that is following you the quality that the people deserve, I believe. Mm. Um, how long you spend like 
in, in terms of work or the content that is up? How long you spend like uh, editing all the money that you have to invest to get this equipment? Because mm -hmm. people saying like, oh no, yeah, to be that is just to posing in front of the camera and that's it. And you're love a bit and then click, click, clap, you get viral. So let's, let's first start with like uh, the amount of time that you put in. And then mm -hmm. I, I, I would love to hear from you. Um, Which video make you, you go viral? And I believe it was in TikTok. And I 100% believe that it was a fashion video because mm -hmm. I was reading about you recently. And then you say like, a, it's something about other things, but it wasn't about a fashion. So explain me a bit of that or tell me. Yeah, so the creation process probably takes me less than, I don't know, less than five minutes to actually get dressed. Again, going back to my aesthetic and the wardrobe that, is, that I've built, Theoretically, it should be very easy for me to almost close my eyes and put my hand in and take a pair of trousers, take a jacket, take a short, whatever. And they should all theoretically go together to some degree. So obviously, if it's raining outside, my choice might have to change or whatever. But theoretically, no matter what I pull out of the wardrobe, it should be fine. So it takes me actually very little time to get dressed. But the recording process probably takes about 20, 30 minutes between like turning the camera on, like stepping back, like the trouser drop short, getting the toy, putting all those pieces on. And then the editing process probably takes anywhere between an hour and two and a half hours. How many times do you repeat, um, just for example, putting your, your shirt on? The short, probably putting it on, is there's not much of a repeat. Sometimes it's like... Um, When I hold it up and then like say like I hold it and then drop like half of it so then it kind of goes from folded to open. Um, sometimes I completely mess that up or like drop the whole thing or it doesn't fall the right way or I say the wrong thing. I'll be like holding jeans up and I'll say trousers and they're not trousers or um, I'll completely butcher the name of like... You have to fold the thing again. Yeah, basically you have to follow the thing back up again <laughs> and then re redo it. Or um, a lot of times I forget what day it is. So like I click a clap, it's Monday, let's get dressed. And it's and, Wednesday. And then it's like Wednesday. <laughs> um, so, so many times. Or um, because the camera is kind of low to get like full frame when I do the clicks and the claps, it's like a squat down to be at eye level with the camera. And 99% of the time I fall because my balance is like really bad. Um, so there is a lot of takes but then like none of them takes are wasted either because i don't delete a single clip of content nothing at all everything gets um archived away so then if there's ever a case where i don't have a video at the post i can just go into the archive and i can pull clips and make uh, compilations or i can make blooper reels or anything like that so it is all content to some degree um but yeah it can it can take it can take some time to to create and then the editing process is Is quite long. And you feel like sometimes, like, oh, no, I'm not going to edit this video. Do you have some material that you say, no, I'm not going to upload this, come on. I spend one hour and then nothing is, nothing I, is good. I once recorded an entire video of an outfit and I really loved the outfit and it looked really good. But in the 30, 40 minutes it took me to record it, it started to like really rain bad outside. So I had to change my entire outfit because I couldn't go out in the original one because it was raining. <laughs> um, which meant all of that footage was completely useless because I got changed and I have the, I have this thing in my head that if someone sees me on the street which happens more and more often now than ever if someone sees me on the street and then they see the video they're like no 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 <laughs> you're not wearing this you in your video you weren't wearing that today because <laughs> I saw you and that's not what you were wearing so I basically disregarded all that footage got a new outfit to suit the weather change and then recorded that one so th there is Maybe that's just my brain being ridiculous. But. So how long before then you have to start to get dressed? Let's say if you have an appointment at 4 p.m., so you start like at 2 or something? Having so, in consideration that you will have to spend 30, 40 minutes recording a video? Yeah, so I have to be very conscious of time because generally, generally the videos are recorded first thing in the morning. So I get up, I go downstairs, make my cup of tea, have my breakfast, go about my day, just generally a Zoom call first thing in the morning for some... Um, and then I'll get dressed and I'll record the video then and then I'll edit it pretty much right away afterwards. I'll put it on my phone, I'll add all the captions, everything else like that. And then it'll live on my phone until later on the day until I upload it because obviously I wait until my engagement is highest on the platform to upload. Mm -hmm. 
Do you still believe in, in that? In that it's a time, certain time oh, yeah. of the platform? Yeah. yeah. Well, less, less, like Instagram tells me when it's the best time to upload. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, my audience is so global now that I, I think it matters less. The views don't dramatically change if I upload at three in the day or if I upload mm -hmm. at six or if I upload, if I upload at nine. Um, generally, I'll upload anywhere between like 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. I don't, I, like, I pay attention to it, but I'm not like, I'm going to schedule this for exactly three o'clock. <laughs> like, my, my engagement is highest at three, but uh, like, <laughs> generally at three o'clock in the day is I'm doing stuff. So, like, it, it never goes up at that time. It goes up in, in the evening time. But um, there is times where my day is completely jam-packed and I don't have time to film the video. So I go through the entire day in the outfit and then get home and then the outfit is all creased and it's not as neat and tidy as it was that morning. So I take it off. I iron it. No I way. put my gown back on. <laughs> and then I record the video as if it was in the morning time. Wow. Because I, because I just didn't have time to do it. Because like I'm out of bed at maybe like 7 a.m. And there's like other people in the house and they're all getting ready for work. And it's a bit noisy and I can't get the clean audio. Or maybe I was generally is more often than not I wake up and I'm like mm, five more minutes and then it's like I love that five more minutes those five more minutes are precious and then what happens is those five more minutes means that I can't record the video because <laughs> it's like five minutes in bed which means like by the time I do breakfast and get everything else sorted then I have no time to do the video which means I have to do it later on in the day so. and I, I was reading that actually the first video that like literally blew up your social media it was about your tattoos be, and mm. how do you feel about that? Because putting all this work and foreign fashion, mm. and then suddenly one video talking about tattoos is the video like uh, that actually made it and then went viral. So how do you feel about that? And 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 why why that video about your tattoos was so interesting? I think so. That was on TikTok, and I think when I first was making TikTok videos, I wasn't speaking in them at all. And it was more like whatever trendy song was on and I was like doing like really like if anybody listened to this, please don't scroll back. The videos are really bad. Um, but they're like really bad transitions from like one outfit to the next, all this sort of, you know, that was what I thought TikTok wanted from me, but it's not. Then somebody asked about my tattoos and then me being very particular on the quality, I went and got like a, like a microphone and I sat down and spoke about all the tattoos and I think it was maybe like my voice and the ASMR aspect and like the video is about tattoos but I think the reason it went viral is because I showed more of my personality. I spoke more about me and people could hear my voice and they could get to know me a little more and I think that's is why that video performed the best. Well it's not my most it's not my best performing video but it's the video that kind of started it all and then after that, then I was doing like more and more tattoo content because at the time I thought that's the reason it was, I was like, okay, maybe this is my niche. But then those videos were taking so long to make because I was like going, researching the meanings behind tattoos and I was like cross-referencing them from like tattoo magazines and blogs from tattoo shops and everything else to make sure that I was like not just talking absolute garbage, making sure that the what I was saying was actually like real and genuine and accurate and it was like literally taking days to make like a 60 second even, video. Even though you having, how many tattoos do you have? Oh, 40 something now. 40 something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your first, which one was your very first tattoo? This really, we can really, see it here? It's really bad star. I'm so sorry that you people cannot see, but I promise I'm going to get some, some content and upload it in social media. Um, and then, you know, so you can see um, Damien's very first first tattoo is in your arm. Yeah, so it's on my wrist. It's a really bad star. I got it when I was like 15 or 16. So if you're 15 or 16 and want a tattoo, don't do it. Wait till you're about 25. And... Um, yeah, the videos were just taking way, way, way too long to make. Um so then I started to see people on the platform make lots of different content, like cooking videos, guitar lessons, teaching languages, everything else like that. And then I started to see fashion videos. This thing, Get Ready With Me. Yeah. Come on. Too, too famous, too popular. Yeah, basically the Get Ready With Me videos. And then I thought, um, okay, that might be an easy way for me to create content because I'm actually getting dressed every day. It's what I, it's what I actually do. 
Um, so I thought to myself, okay, let's make these videos. But they were really long. They were like six minutes long, most of those videos, because it was like really talking in depth. It was like, this suit is made out of this cloth and this is the design and these are the elements. Blah, you were very blah, blah. more specific. Super, super specific. I was like telling like it's from made from this cloth and like this tailor made it and it's these type of lapels, like really, really detailed videos. And then one morning I woke up and I was like, I really, really cannot be arsed making a six minute long video talking. It's not just the six minutes, it's the amount of time that you will spend editing yeah so like it was a six minute video but like as i said like it takes me probably 30 or 40 minutes to record a video now and takes me about two hours to edit that video now and these videos my current videos are roughly 40 to 90 seconds so could you like just do the maths to get a yeah. six minute video the recording time and the editing time no. is way way longer yeah like way two longer. hours at least so then what happened was i just said I still want to make a video, but I don't want to go through all that effort. So then I just went, trousers, short, for our shoes, for our timepiece, for our scent, add a jacket. Add fragrance. A, yeah, add a, a fragrance for our yeah, scent. Yeah, a fragrance, of course. Yeah, for our, <laughs> for our scent. And, uh, where, 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 I mean, when you put your fragrance, where you put it? How on, you put it away? On, on my neck. Yeah. yeah, I always see you put it on your neck. But you know, in, in Venezuela, we have this in, um, like you put it, you put it in your neck, in case someone kiss you, in your chest, in case someone hug you, and in your intimate parts, <laughs> just in case someone go more than a hug, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's very interesting, no? Yeah. Did you hear that before? Do you no. have something like that in, in Ireland? No, I don't think so. No? Do you I say am... like a, you know, in Spanish we'll say something like, uh, por si me besan, por si me abrazan y por si se pasan. I would be worried, like, especially if I was a girl, I'd be worried about that changing my pH levels or something. So. <laughs> do you, um, but anyway, anyway, I wanted to ask here. But the reason, on, the reason I do it on the neck is because um, if someone wants to lean in and, and greet you, that's when they're going to get a. Yeah. A, a do you see it? So. Is, is, is it stay longer, the fragrance on the neck? Um, I don't know the super science behind it, but people say like, yeah, it's a pulse point on the neck and it'll stay there for longer. And um, if you really want it to stay long, you can spray it on your clothes because it's going to attach to the fabric. It's going to last yeah. much longer, but then you need to wash the, but the clothes But you more. know why? It will depend on the fragrance and it will depend on the pH of the person as well. Yeah, yeah. Because you can put it sometimes and it will disappear. Yeah. But you know, talking, um, now that I was interrupting you, saying mm -hmm. do you like how this thing that we do in Venezuela, we have it. Do you, do you know any Spanish? Um, Come on, Damien. You should know something in Spanish. Uh, gracias. Gracias. <laughs> it's very similar to Italian because in Italy, uh, Italian would be grazie. 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 Um, por favor. Por favor. Por favor. <laughs> A mí me encanta, por favor. <laughs> I love the por favor. Por favor is please mm. for the people that is listening that have no clue about Spanish. And I love, I love por favor. Mm. Me encanta. Which other one? Um, Come on. I know you may know something. Uh, Cerveza? No, but it may be beer. Oh, beer. Yeah, just, very popular. No. No? I don't really drink beer. Do you drink whiskey? No, everybody thinks that I do. But I, like, if it's a whiskey sour, I drink whiskey. Yeah, it's like a cocktail, but not like neat. It's, it's uh Rum? Like, What's your favorite drink? Rum. Rum? Rum. Well, in Venezuela, in my city specifically, mm -hmm. um, we make the best rum, I will say, in the world, without any yeah, doubt. Yeah, Jesus, it's delicious. I will show you a photo because you maybe know it's from it's the Ron Santa Teresa. It's the name of the La Ronería, and it's like a um, and and we have diplomatico. I'm just like listening. We to have diplomat. We, we have diplomatico. You have maybe tried it. Uh, maybe they sell diplomatico. I drink here. Um, like Havana. Havana, Havana yeah. Seven, Havana Special, yeah. and Coke Zero. No, you need uh, to, you need to please, try. Please sponsor me. Please, please sponsor me as well in this podcast. <laughs> but you know, no, you need. I'm gonna show you some pictures of the bottles and yeah, yeah. Diplomatico. There is another one that is the uh, 1792 or 52. I never remember the date, and mm. it's my favorite run. It's actually the only run I can I can drink neat or on the rocks. It's the only one. The other ones I will need to mix with something, you know. Yeah. But this one is the only one I can I can I can drink pure because the taste and the history behind is just fascinating. But 
because we are not talking here about alcohol because <laughs> we can go after for a drink because now please let's go <laughs> I want don't don't make me talk about drinks um I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do kind of game with you it's mm -hmm. kind of like a meaning and or guessing the meaning of some phrases in 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 Venezuelan Spanish okay because you know we have a kind of some words that are not are not the same have not the same meaning in other Hispanic speakers like a countries mm -hmm. but Actually, because this is one of the most interesting and fun, um, fun parts of the podcast. People just come here, I promise you. Mm -hmm. If you if you don't believe me, ask Chasing Ivy. <laughs> they just come here to guess the meaning of the phrases in Venezuela and Spanish. This is this is something crazy. You so with some of them, you probably will go like a what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. Or you maybe will maybe I don't know, crack you up. Because, you know, how bizarre is the translation? But then, you know, you may have some expressions in Irish that will have kind of the same meaning of, mm. of this one I'm going to say, okay? Perfect. The first... I apologize. Are you, ready? are you ready? To, <laughs> are you so ready to start learning Spanish? Sí. Sí, perfecto, perfecto. <laughs> are you ready to sound like a real venezolano? Real. Real venezolano. Yes. 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 Sí. Say, sí. You can say hola. Hola. Soy Demian. Soy Demian. Y soy de Maracay, Venezuela. No, uh, you lost me. <laughs> y soy. Soy. De Maracay. De Maracay. Venezuela. Venezuela. Very good. Basically, what you have said just now is like, a, Hi, I'm Demian, and I'm from Maracay, Venezuela. Oh. It's my city in Venezuela. I'm not from there, but I, if I was, <laughs> oh, my voice would be so much more exotic. I'm <laughs> teaching you, Abby, like a, you can sound like a maracayero. <laughs> so then when you go to Venezuela, if someone asks you, mm. you can say like, no, I'm from Maracay, Venezuela. <laughs> okay, let's go and start, okay? okay? The first expression or phrase is echar los Perros. Mm. Echar los perros. I'm going to give you some guidance here. Okay. So you, this is an action that you use uh, as action when you, if, if I say you, you're going <laughs> to get the money. No. Okay. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to go money. Um, so it's an action. It's an action. It's an action. Um, is it a sport? No. It's no sports. Do you do it in your house? Well, you can do it in your oh. house. You can do it can you do personally it in, a, in your house. Can you do it in the car? You can, I love doing that in the car. Well, no, <laughs> no, no myself. No myself, but that someone do it to me in the car. It will be amazing. I love it. I love it. In the back of the seat of the car. Oh, my God. Yeah. Echar <clears throat> los perros. Um, Try to guess. So you could do it in your house and you love doing it in the back of your car. Um, getting McDonald's. <laughs> no. I'm trying to be really... My, like, Repeat after me. Echar los perros. Echar... Los perros. Los perros. Yes. And I'm going to tell you the meaning. In some countries, mm -hmm. this is land... Is it really dirty? No. Because that's so, what my mind said and that's what yeah. I was trying not to be. But because I make you sound mm -hmm. like that. Because my mm -hmm. face expression and the things I say just to try and to trick you up. But... In some countries, mm -hmm. this expression uh, can be considered maybe harassment. Mm. In some countries, but you know, like in countries like Venezuela or Colombia, this is the phrase or expression that you use when you are courting a person. Oh. So you, you say like, te estoy echando los perros. You know, how do you say that in English? Because it's not flirting, it's after. When you're like trying to date him, but when you're saying someone, hey, you know, I like you. Do you want to come out with me? You know, this... Like a, a Netflix and chill invitation? No. So the, bef the, before that? This is the before to start dating someone. You can say, hey, then, and then you're going to come out with me. And then you're going to, oh, you know, before like, like a, the big question, like, a, ah, you're so beautiful. And when you start to get into know someone, oh, yeah, but so then you have intentions with this yeah. person, you know. So you're, you're courting them. You're courting them, exactly. Mm. Echar los perros. You say, I can say, Demian, le estás echando los perros. Are so, you echándole los perros to that girl? Ah, oh, so you're asking me, am I interested? Am I chasing her? Exactly. Uh, Le estás echando los perros, te tengo in, pillado. Interesting. Exactly. Another one is... Ready for the second one? Uh, no. Please do the... I mean, I know it's difficult. I'm trying to read your mind. I'm looking directly in your eyes <laughs> and I'm trying so hard to okay. read your mind. Okay, let's see this one. Sacar la piedra. Sacar la piedra. Pass the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat it. Sacar... Sacar... La piedra. La piedra. La piedra. La piedra. 
sacar la sacar piedra. La piedra. Yeah. You can use it like, me está sacando la piedra. What was this with the hands? No, like, I mean, me está oh. sacando la piedra. When me just not doing this to someone. Like, okay. Me está sacando la piedra. Um, <laughs> don't talk to me or my friends. Well, no, but you're close. Ooh. You're close because this is to get someone's or to get completely someone's when you say like, um, to get someone on their nerve, you know, when you say oh. to someone like a, to, I mean, the translation will be like a, um, sacar la piedra is like a, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you or throwing out the rock because piedra is the meaning is rock. But in if I wanted to translate to a phrase or an expression, it would be like a to pop a vein. You know, when you say oh, someone yeah. is like a... Getting on your nerves. Yeah, exactly. Me está sacando la piedra. Yeah, exactly. Ah, I see, yeah. You know? Now you know, sacar la piedra. Sacar la piedra. Sacar la piedra. It's easy, come you're, on. You're, you're a melt. That's, that's what I would say. Exactly. You're yeah. melting my brain. Exactly, you mm. know, exactly. Something that someone really is bothering you and like you say like, ay, me está sacando la piedra. Mm. You know, it's simple. It's Venezuelan so, Spanish. It's not so simple, Sofia. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have another one that is like this one. Te va a morder un peluche. Te va a morder un peluche. Te va a morder un peluche. I think that means... I put petrol in the car last time, so it's your turn now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what offense. No, no, no. Come on, come on. Try it. You can't do it much better, I think. Come on, get out. Come on. Say whatever. Te va a morder un peluche. I can tell. I can help you here. Okay. I mean, the translation in English of the, if we wanted to translate it, mm -hmm. it will, it, the meaning is like a, a teddy bear will bite you. A which? A teddy bear will bite you. Fight. Yeah, will bite, bite you. Oh, oh, a vampire will bite you. Yeah, like a, like a, that teddy bear will bite you. Oh. So this is not, not make much sense, but this is when someone to, wants to really be like a really smart ass, oh. and you know, it's ass for this kind of things. Like you say, I te va a morder un peluche, you know, oh. because how a teddy bear can bite you. You're being a smart ass, basically. Exactly. It's like, mm. a, hmm, te va a morder un peluche. You know, when someone tells you something like, a, hey, Damien, well, you can m make a video of you wearing my, wearing my jackets. And then, yeah, just do it because my jackets are nice. <laughs> te va a morder un peluche. Yeah. yeah you know I what guess. I mean? Yes. Like, exactly. So now you know. But now I'm going to tell you one phrase that is more related to you, oh. yourself. It's like, a, qué elegancia la de Francia. Oh, well, eleganza surely just means elegant. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow, one. <laughs> one word. Whoa. One word. What was the, what was the we'll say it again? Que elegancia la de Francia. Actually, I told you this phrase when you arrived to the studio today. And I was like, que elegancia la de Francia. Um, are you saying I dress like an elegant French, French person? No, but you're very close. Que elegancia la de Francia is like a, how, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain you well. So the meaning will be classy, of course, elegant, because mm -hmm. we have actually the word elegancia. It's pretty similar in English mm -hmm. and in Spanish, but um, we use it actually to express like a, how elegant you are. So we say que elegancia la de Francia. So Francia, France, is because you know we have this stereotype in our minds that French people is like, a, oh my god, so classy, so elegant, so fashion, you know, top of the world. You know what I mean? Mm. And then, because in Spanish, it, it sounds like a rhyme, you know? Mm. It, you can say like, que elegancia la de Francia. You know, mm. it's, like a, it's like a song. It's like a, it's, it's a rhyme in there, you know? Mm. And then we say it for that reason. But it's actually much because, you know, you can, you can, relate, you can kind of say, yeah, French people, elegance. Mm. I don't know if nice, but elegance. You know, you, know yeah. what I mean? you know what I mean? And then we have it and then we say, que elegancia la de Francia. I like it. So it's step to say like, a, oh, how classy you are. Mm, que elegancia la de Francia. When you arrive somewhere or you know, like you are wearing like, oh, que elegancia la de Francia. <laughs> you want to use that phrase? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll try my best. The, try it to say, que elegancia la de Francia. It's que. Que elegancia. Almost to the next one. Yeah, la de Francia. La de Francia. Que elegancia la de Francia. Very good. Que elegancia. Que elegancia la de Francia. La de Francia. Wow. I'll, no. try, I'll try my best. No, but your pronunciation is good. Thank you. You have to consider to study some in Spanish. Yeah. Italian first because I'm going to live there and then yes. Spanish after. And the last word from the five 
five, 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 five mm -hmm. expressions, let's say, is this one that is echarse los palos. It's something that what we're going to do basically out of this. Ah, I'm trying <laughs> to go for a drink. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Well, but, well, I mean, but, Do you know how I knew? Because you went like this. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. I like, yeah, I know. I was so bad today with this. <laughs> giving you so many hints. <laughs> Too many hints with the hands. So many hints with my hands. Why aren't like that? I, I wish sometimes to have video on the podcast. It's coming anyway. Yeah. Uh, it will come in some point. Because, you know, I, I people deserve actually to watch it. Because sometimes my face expressions are like, so when I'm doing in this and the mm. translation of, on, or guessing the meaning yeah echarse los palos is literally go for a drink let's go out for a drink but we I, I will actually using more refer to palos like the drink when when it comes like a to whiskey or rum so not to beers mm. and, and, and I will not use it if I know I, I will be drinking beer oh. but many people will use it in general and you know? it, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, the, well, we were talking already that you like Ron mm. and all this stuff. And how, how you find it? And I wanted to ask you here because how you find the, this with your friends? Let's say when you're, when have your friends react to how you um, have been like making all these videos on or the amount of followers that you have right now? To, I, I, I have been talking during the, the episode about your amount of followers or, or and blah blah but in Instagram at the moment you have like a more than one million two hundred thousand yeah one point two million yeah yeah and in TikTok a million uh, already almost nine hundred and fifty thousand almost a million mm. and that's quite a lot I mean in Ireland already with ten thousand you can be a thin yeah yeah so I think, because it's a small yeah I think someone had said that as of right now I'm the biggest influencer in Ireland yes but numbers wise there's other influencers that do way more work than I do. Yeah. Um, but in terms of numbers, I have the biggest mm. numbers. Yeah, in terms of numbers, you're leading, actually. Mm. And but when it comes in your category, and there are not so much men's in fashion. Mm -hmm. Like we can, we can use our fingers to enumerate then the fashion uh, bloggers or influencers in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could probably chop off two fingers and still exactly and still, and still it, it yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But how your how your friends, how the people around you have been reacted to this? Um. Most of the re most of the reaction hasn't really changed much um, because I haven't changed much. Like you know me nearly ten years. I'm the same yeah. now as I was there. Like Always a few more tattoos and I slightly nicer clothes. Um, some of them find it really funny, like when people come up and ask for selfies or they want to talk to me and stuff like that. And all my friends just think that's really funny. Um, and but yeah, other than that, it's not it's, it's not really changed much. I, I I get to see my friends less. Because I'm much more busy now. And I find very, very crazy that, you know, some people still like going to places that you actually or usually go and then they wait for you or then expecting you to find you there. I believe the other day happened to you with, with a people that come from Canada or from the States and they yeah. were expecting you to see you in that place. Yeah, yeah. So they went to my, lo my local bar. Well, not local in terms of geography, but... My, mm -hmm. my local um, the Wiley Fox plug 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 um, sponsor <laughs> what is this um, the, uh, <laughs> yes the Wiley Fox you're welcome here <laughs> um, so, so yeah I go there all the time and I post on my story all the time and then um, a mother and son from Kansas were in Dublin for St. Patrick's Day they're here for a week and they went to the Wiley Fox on the, on the Sunday hoping to see me there um, and then I wasn't there because I was flying to um, Italy on Monday morning uh, and then like I've been going to that bar for god about 12 years because um, like my bus stop um, home from the city centre is literally right outside the door so when I looked at the timetable if I, if I had more than 10 minutes on the clock I would go in for a drink um, to kill the time so I got to know everybody in there and then when the social media following grew and grew and grew we started to work together a bit more so I'm in there all the time and all the guys know me they have my phone number everything else and then uh, Leroy, the bar manager, rang me. It was like, hey, are you in town? I was like, no, I'm actually in bed. I have a flight at 3 a.m. And he was just like, oh, is there any way you can come in? And I was just like, no way. I was like, no, I'm, in, like, I'm literally in bed. And he was like, oh, these guys are all the way from Kansas. They want to see you. What can we do to get you here? And I said, okay, look, it's going to take me an hour to get there. Let me throw some clothes on. It'll take me an hour. And then he said, no, 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 like, order a taxi, get a taxi here, the bar will pay for the taxi, 
so you can get here sooner. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, they're super, they're really, really nice people. Um, so I hopped in a taxi, flew all the way into the Woolly Fox, got there, sat down with um, the mother and son, and uh, yeah, we probably spent about an hour together just chatting away, having a couple of drinks, and then they wanted photos, and then, yeah, they they left and enjoyed St. Patrick's Day, or like, I think they were going to Galway, and St. Patrick's Day was a few days later, and then I got home, and I'd had a few drinks, so I was kind of more wired now, because if I had like two or three, I'm like ready to party. If I have like eight or nine, then I'm ready to sleep, but I didn't get eight or nine, I had two or three, so I was like in party mode in my head, but I had to go home. And then I got zero sleep, like zero, and then I got a taxi to the airport and then flew to Italy and then, yeah. But you know, it sounds on, it sounds like everything is, is nice, you know, in the social media, yeah, you get to meet a lot of people, but what about the negativity that you get online as well? Because mm. you always, and this is not something new that you're doing now that you have this massive following, but this is something that you have been always doing since day one. And actually you, even when you started on YouTube, you was doing this as well, like a, like a, a calling out people that it was there throwing hates or leaving mm. comments that were like, and then you get the comment and then you just post it without <laughs> with showing the name of the person who write it and since the first moment that you started doing that I said like oh my god that's what everybody have to do because you know you have to take care of, you have to take responsibility on what you write on others yeah, and, yeah. or comment on others content you know on others profile yeah I think it's very easy for people to comment on things um, and not have to deal with the uh, responsibility not have to be accountable for the words that they speak. I mean, um, words and bullets are two things that come out and that you can never take them back. Uh, words are really, really powerful. And it's okay for me. I can deal with a lot of trolling. Like I get it every day. It's no big deal. Uh, most of it I ignore. You, you probably see, like, you follow me online. So you see, look, I do that less and less and less. And um, that's more of an energy thing. It's not It's not that I get less trolling now than I've ever had before. It's. It's more just like I'm trying to spend less time responding to a negative comment when... Engaging. Yeah, it's like, and it's, it's not because like it bothers me or it gets me. It's, it's purely like a time management thing because I, if someone scrolls through my comments, they will see I respond to almost every single comment. And if you have 2.1 million followers across two platforms, that takes a lot of time to respond to people. So if I get a negative comment and that takes me 30 seconds to respond... That's 30 seconds I could have spent responding to a much more positive comment. And that positive comment is the person who deserves my time and my energy. The negative ones, they don't deserve it. Exactly. So now what I do is generally I have quite a good memory. Uh, obviously not for Spanish, but um, <laughs> if I see the same name popping up over and over and over and over again, generally what I'll do is I'll, res I'll respond with like almost like a passive aggressive uh, thank you. So... Mm -hmm. If they say like, I don't know, they say something like, oh, your hair is blah, 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 or whatever they say. I'll generally respond to them like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like, you know, I see your comments all the time and like, I really appreciate your support. It means so, so much. Like, thank you so much for being such a huge fan. And I never call anybody fans because it makes me cringe. Mm -hmm. But the haters, I'll call them fans. Mm -hmm. So if I see the same names pop up over and over and over again, then I'll be like. You don't get to block then? No. You just leave them. No, I just leave them. I mean, live live your life in that way that you yeah, want. <laughs> I don't care. And look, look, engagement is engagement. If they want to leave a comment on my video, it's fine. I'm not like I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Um, and look, the thing is, like, I'm a, a million followers or or ten followers. It it doesn't matter. I'm just a human being. I'm just trying to be the best version of me that I can be, and I'm just trying to get through life the same way anybody else is. And uh, if someone wants to leave a hate comment, that's fine. Leave it. I don't care. <laughs> what is next for you, uh, Demian? What it, is coming? Italia. Because Italia. Yeah, but, but you look at, <laughs> no, Interes Laca because you, I mean, you have collaborated with huge brands as well. Yeah, you have yeah. this kind of line or um, with Louis Copeland and Sons and, and, I mean, you have collaborations with a lot of brands, right? I have. Louis Copeland, yeah. the, the Switch, the Watch, that you are brand ambassador. Yeah, so I was a brand ambassador for Raymond Veal, the Swiss watch brand. So I was the first ever Irish person to be an ambassador for them. I was only the second person ever to be the, like to be um, heavily tattooed and be the f 
face of a luxury watch brand and the other person was David Beckham so that's not too bad wow um, and you play football as well no, no, yeah well not as good why were you just coach n- not, okay. as, not as good as, as, <laughs> as Mr Beckham but uh, it was nice company to be in and uh, when um, Raymondville used the because they're a luxury brand all the content that was created had to be sent for like super approval and everything with a fine tooth comb over everything and then they end up using my content as commercial advertisement. So it was used in ads in like GQ magazine and Word magazine and Top Gear and all these other stuff. And they like printed it really big and hung it around their offices and stuff like that. So they really, really liked it. And I think they, the PR person at the time had said they were the first company to use influencer-created content as commercial advertisement, which was like really, really nice. And I've, yeah, I've worked with Nokia and Canada Goose and the North Face and... Um, um, Mini Cooper, uh, yeah, lo- lots of brands like that. But I think, um, yeah, going forward, uh, probably less collaborations, but like bigger ones. No, or do you want to have your own brand? I'd like to. I have my own range of toys. Yeah, they're all um, like limited edition. Um, so we generally bring them out on like five models at a time and limited to about fifty toys per style. Um, I'd love to expand on that, but there's. There's so much time that goes into it. Like I pack all the orders myself. They're all like they're literally all done by me. Um, so if I'm off, like I literally spent a week in Italy, which means like when I go home this evening, like I'll have dinner, and then after dinner, everybody sits down and watch television, and then I go and pack toys away because I have to bring them to the post office tomorrow morning. So it's all done by me. Um, and then if I, I'd love to expand on that, but like when I contacted some factories, their minimum orders they wanted were absolutely huge. So I wanted to bring out suits and they were like, minimum orders, 10,000 suits. So if I wanted a three piece, that's 30,000 units. So wow. like 10,000 jackets, 10,000 waistcoats, 10,000 pairs of trousers. Where do I put all that? So that's a warehouse. That's an additional cost. Who processes those orders, which means staff, exactly. ad- additional cost. And if you're, you have staff, maybe you need like a HR person and contracts and everything else like that. Huge additional cost. Uh, how do we package them? Are we folding them? Are we boxing them? We're, huge. T- we're, we're talking massive here. It's it's huge. It like it's so much more than just like just just bring out a product. And mm-hmm. um, especially if you want it done right, if you want it done on a, like a decent scale, mm-hmm. that where you can um, supply the demand and then keep it to a high quality, keep the price at it point that where people can actually afford it and actually buy it there's there's so so much involved like my toy boxes the boxes off my toys cost almost 10 euros a lot just for one box like almost wow. 10 euros just 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 for, for the box just for the box and the minimum order on those boxes is 500 boxes mm-hmm. so before this is a lot of money to invest just on boxes yeah just Do on boxes. i mean and this is a a tie. So you can imagine like a suit, which is much... Maybe this is one of the reasons behind you want to move to Italy? Uh, I don't know. Like when Talking I was, about business? Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Don't, you don't so, need to so. answer to me right now. Um, because, you know, I can say like people, it will be easier if people go in and follow you and they keep an eye on what you will be doing and what is coming. Yeah, I think like... With Italy, the, the Italy thing is like, I've just spent a week in Italy. So I was on a wellness retreat. And it was in a monastery in uh, called Ermito, and it's in Umbria, and it's literally in the mountains. There's like about two square feet where you get signal. It's uh, all the dinners are completely silent. It's candlelit. Nobody talks. It's the rules. Amazing. Completely silent dinners. All the food is completely vegetarian. Um, they grow and make all the food on site. The wine is all organic. They all grow it themselves and it's all from the local areas. Like, and we do like meditation workshops and manifestation workshops and hike down to the waterfall, all this. It was absolutely amazing. And then after the retreat was over, I spent three days in a small village called Pirano, which is also in Umbria, which is an hour and a half from Florence and an hour and a half from Rome. So it's flat bang in the middle. Mm-hmm. And when I went there, I just fell in love with the, with the town straight away and um, I was really embraced by the the people of the town like the mayor had no English and he organized for me to be guided down into a cave where they have like these thermal healing waters and there's like 13 people like super trained all in jumpsuits hard hats harnesses 
to bring little old me down this cave. I was mm-hmm. made, they threw a big barbecue f- just for me. It was mental. And straight away, I was just like, I was coming home and I was like, how can you be homesick from somewhere that you don't live? And then I have influencer friends that are from Milan and some from Rome and blah, blah, blah. blah. And obviously, Pitiuomo, the menswear mm-hmm. festival, is on in Florence twice a year. So mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, okay, if I lived in Pirano, one hour and 1.5 hours that way, I'm in Florence, so I can go to Pitti whenever I want. Exactly. And 1.5 hours the other way is Rome, and I can go there whenever I want. So I, I was thinking in my head, okay, I'm making my fashion videos in the little box room in, in my house. How do I evolve the content? What's the next phase of... You can make it then everywhere. Yeah, I can make it. I can make it anywhere. Exactly. If you're wearing now in your own, I mean, you can make it everywhere. Exactly. And my idea is like how much better it would look if I was in Italy, because I think my style is probably it fits Italian. Yeah. So exactly. It, it fits that kind of aesthetic. So I mean, you still like you can still like a sound and you know being Irish, but with like a with Italian influence, of course. Like cheer for Italy. Hmm? Like cheers for Italy. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know who to cheer. Salute, salute. salute, salute for <laughs> salute. Italy. Well, Demian, I wish you the best, and of course, I will keep an eye on you on your social media because I have been following you for years and yeah. still, and I can't wait for you. I mean, I can't wait for see like, to see um, what is coming on your way and and how your content evolve and then how you bring us to these amazing places yeah. through this amazing imagery that you have. And thank you so much for having in the oh, podcast. In the podcast, you. time flies. I have yeah. to say I was, I was like oh the, my god yeah, yeah exactly and then I got Thank you so much. Well, invite the people that is not following you to following you if they are not just yeah, chats so with a click click clap. A click click clap. So yeah, my handles are just my name so How how you will they say like a bye bye to this podcast just with a click click clap. Do yeah. it. I leave it for you and then you people you know you can you know where to find yeah, me. Yeah, you know where to find <laughs> me. Yeah, so. That's it. <laughs> what, what, what is it? It's, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Gracias por escuchar. Bye. <laughs>